1: So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash people today. The FT The Chancellor has sat down, the general election is but 50 days away, and the no-giveaway budget has given away a higher personal tax allowance and a brand new savings allowance. But how much are they actually worth? It's also given access to your annuity in retirement, but a cut to the lifetime pension allowance, who wins and who loses. And it's given us a new help to buy ISA, or do I mean help to buy ISA, but will £3,000 from the government make any difference to first-time buyers? Welcome to the FT's Budget 2015 podcast, bringing you our analysis on how all of these measures affect your finances. I'm Matthew Vincent, and I'll be trying to answer all of these questions in the next 10 minutes or so with the help of... Nicola Roberts, partner at Deloitte, Nimesh Shah, partner at Blick Rothenberg, and Jason Butler, founder of Bloomsbury Wealth. Let's start then with the new tax allowances that have been announced. As widely expected, the personal tax-free allowance is set to rise to £11,000 a year, but in two years' time rather than one. There will also be an above-inflation rise in the threshold at which individuals pay the highest rate of income tax. But a less widely anticipated measure was a brand-new savings tax allowance, which will mean basic-rate taxpayers can have £1,000 of interest tax-free, while higher-rate taxpayers pay nothing on up to £500 of interest a year. Nicola, taken... Together, these new allowances um, benefit quite a lot of people, don't they?
2: They do benefit a huge amount of people. The measures together are going to reduce income tax for about 29 million taxpayers, actually. And it's interesting to note that when George Osborne stood up in June 2010 for his first budget. The personal allowance was only £6,475. Next year, it's going to be £11,000 almost. So there has been a coalition policy to increase that significantly. It's also the first time in a number of years that the band in which people start paying tax of 40% has gone up. So um, in ten, eleven, again, the first year that the coalition government came in, only 10% of taxpayers paid tax at 40%. Now, Eighteen percent of taxpayers pay tax at forty percent.
1: So this is this is reversing the fiscal yeah. drag. That it is so many people, so many extra people paying the higher rates.
2: Exactly. So they are. Making some moves to go back down to reduce the number of people. Although again, um, I think seventeen eighteen, the people, uh, the band will be 43,300 and in ten eleven it started at forty three eight seven five. So we're still not quite back to what we were five or six years ago.
1: No, there's still um, more people paying higher exactly. tax than there were at the start of this uh, this particular parliament. But
2: it's better than nothing. It's going in the right direction at least.
1: <laughs> and what about this new savings tax allowance? Is that is that better than nothing? It sounds like it's it's quite it's valuable. It's actually
2: pretty good, I think, and interesting on top of it, is that from April 16, the banks won't even bother to deduct tax at source from interest. So everyone will be paid their interest free of tax and gross. Of course,
0: um, it's worth also mentioning that um, those people who've got um, income below the personal allowance will benefit from the new tax year of this £5,000 savings Exemption, So it would be interesting to see how those two things uh, – so if you, if you weren't paying any tax anyway and your top slice of your income is from savings and investment, that was going to be – 5000 of that was going to be tax-free. So it would be interesting to see how this allowance interacts with that original intention.
1: That's a good point, um, Jason. Thanks for adding that. One other thing that occurred to me is because there's this new savings tax allowance, is there any point in having – Cash in a ISA, yeah,
2: exactly. Um, and for some people, probably not is the answer, because as you say, you're not going to pay tax on your savings anyway. I would have thought that if people are able to invest the total amount in a cash ISA, uh, fifteen thousand two hundred forty pounds at the moment, then they're probably um, certainly additional rate taxpayers it will definitely be worth it still because they don't get any savings allowance.
1: Certainly. Uh, Nimesh, can I bring you in here, uh, looking at the allowances that are being uh, given to taxpayers, what about the tax avoidance measures that have, uh, that have been stopped?
3: Yeah, the the Chancellor announced in some fanfare again in this budget that we'd be targeting tax avoiders and it's been a theme throughout the lifetime of this coalition government and in the detail of the budget notes which we've just skimmed through, uh, there's some interesting measures in there and in particular some of the favourable disclosure facilities that have been running for a number of years now uh, they're being closed early towards the end of the year and it looks like they're replacing those facilities with less favourable ones which could involve a much higher penalty, a 30% penalty and no protection from criminal prosecution so I think there's been a bit of a U-turn there by the government because they realise that these these terms are very favourable and uh, they want to try and cash in I suppose on people who have avoided tax.
1: What does that mean in practical terms for, for people who've used various schemes? Well, these uh, facilities aren't targeted at people who've
3: gone into tax avoidance schemes as such. It's more those people who have evaded tax. They've not disclosed things to uh, to HMRC. They've not filled in their tax returns properly. So there was an amnesty, I suppose, to uh, allow taxpayers to come forward under these favourable disclosure facilities, and they're now being, being closed a lot earlier than what we thought. So if you do have undisclosed income and you've you've got some restless nights, then now's the time to come forward and and get into these facilities before the end of the year.
1: The amnesty is over. Um, Thank you um, for that, uh, uh, Namish. Still to come on our budget special podcast, The Help to Buy ISA. How much help will it actually offer? First, though, pensions. Ahead of the budget, the Treasury announced that current pensioners would have the right to cash in their annuities. But higher-earning pensioners have taken a hit from the budget, as Mr Osborne announced that the lifetime allowance for pension savings will be reduced to £1 million from next year. Jason, this lifetime allowance... Sounds enormously generous—a million pounds that you can put into a pension. Is this going to affect
0: very many people? Well, the budget says the budget document says four percent of pensioners, but of course that also comprises a hell of a lot of people who are predominantly in the public sector, uh, senior nurses, teachers, uh, policemen, etc. And you've only got to have benefits of more than twenty-five thousand pounds a year for that to be a problem for you. Now they are going to be bringing in transitional protection so you've got about a year to get your affairs tidy and organised but probably if the previous regime transitional protection comes in then you'll have to probably cease accruing future benefits and that has quite big implications for people. It also has implications for people who are thinking of making contributions now because um, the the Chancellor announced that uh, tax relief will still continue at the current rate. There'll be an annual allowance of 40000 uh, for the current year and obviously previous years it was at 50 so there is a sort of buy now where stocks last opportunity to to get some more into your pension or accrue different uh, additional benefits but the problem is of course is if, if that's going to push you over your lifetime allowance of 1 million or 1.25 if you get protection uh, you end up paying 55 percent tax on the excess so you've got to sort of carefully think about what implications it's going to have for you so there are going to be a lot more people drawn into this. The only good news is that he did say from 2018 uh, the lifetime allowance will be indexed um, in future years, but that merely just sort of gradually gets us back to where we are now. So I'm not sure that's uh, that's uh, something to be applauded and and sung from the hills.
1: So what's the, what's the actual sort of practical implication? The, the the lifetime allowance comes down from 1.25 million to to a million. You mentioned that it could affect um, better paid public sector workers who've got defined um, benefit. Uh, schemes, they're going to see how much they can put in limited. Presumably that means that the pension they could expect will be less than they might have been hoping for.
0: Well, you can still continue to accrue benefits. The point is, it's when you start taking them is when the lifetime allowance comes in. Um, there are uh, also uh, implications for people with the investment strategy that they employ if they have a, a money purchase type pension. So in effect, the, the government is saying we're going to penalise good investment returns. So, It really does mean that you've got to start to manage to when you take your benefits, it may be in your interest. To start taking your benefits earlier than you would have uh, uh, otherwise done so because the income tax that you will pay on the uh, income or capital that you draw out at, at 20 or 40 or possibly 45 it, it may be more beneficial um, than leaving it invested in growing and paying a 55 percent excess charge but of course all can change in the summer.
1: That's true. we we'll have to wait to see what the outcome of the election is. Um, if this policy were to be continued by whichever government we have after May, there are things that can be done, though, aren't there? So the time to talk to your advisor would be over the summer.
0: I think sooner rather than later is a time to be reviewing your affairs, whether you need to take professional advice or not depends on your time, inclination and knowledge. But there are definitely ways of mitigating, minimising or potentially, if I use the word, avoiding this tax, if I can say that. Uh, But there's no get out of jail cards and there's no doubt more people are going to be hit by this policy, particularly those continuing to accrue benefits after... 2016 when these this new allowance comes in
1: and very quickly let's have a quick look at the uh, the other sort of pension measure which had been sort of widely trailed before the um, before the budget Mr Osborne mentioned it again in his speech this is access to to one's annuity in retirement Um, what does that what does that mean in practical terms as far as we know now and how many people might want to take advantage.
0: Well, having skimmed the consultation document that was only issued half an hour ago, you'll forgive me if I don't give you the exact uh, chapter and verse, but essentially what they're saying is that the pension freedoms that everyone else is going to get who've got existing uh, money purchase or um, or transfers from occupational schemes, they're going to be able to take uh, the income stream that they have, they have already secured from buying an annuity, which is essentially a guaranteed right to income, they're going to be able to go and sell that either back to the insurance company that sold it to them, um, or they're going to be able to cash it in for an alternative annuity product or retirement product. The idea being that if you need to turn the, your future income into a lump sum now, you should be able to do so and pay income tax rather than this punitive 55 or indeed, in some cases, 70% tax charge that you would have otherwise occurred had you assigned or transferred or sold your annuity. Um I will just reiterate what the, the Chancellor said. For most people, annuity is a good deal, even if it's lower than it was many years ago, because it's guaranteed and, uh, you know, it protects you against living too long. But for a small number of people, it's useful. I'm just w- really concerned about the potential for people to be exploited and do the wrong thing.
1: Yes, uh, exactly, Uh, uh, as ever. Advice needed, and as you've said, it's a consultation (laughs) at this stage, so we'll have to see uh, what comes of that a little bit later. And remember, you can read all of the latest reaction to the budget uh, announcements and details of the impact of these measures on your finances online at ft.com forward slash budget. Look out also for the money section of the Weekend FT, which is on sale on Saturday. And finally... The help-to-buy ISA. Among a series of measures designed to woo voters ahead of the election, the Chancellor announced this new help-to-buy individual savings accounts, which is meant to help first-time homebuyers save for a deposit. The government will top up money saved by first-time buyers so that for every £200 a homebuyer puts down... £50 pounds will be added by the government, up to a maximum government subsidy of £3,000. So, Nimesh, as I understand it, this is on top of the existing help-to-buy incentives, the the equity loan to help you build up your deposit and also the uh, the mortgage guarantee. This is an awful lot of help for, for first-time buyers, isn't it? It, it is, and it's,
3: uh, it's a new measure, um, and it's separate to the existing schemes that are out there already. And it's really something that the government has has acknowledged as a problem for first-time buyers uh, to encourage saving, getting people to buy in to their own futures um, and offering them this incentive to save for a deposit to allow them to get onto the property ladder.
1: But do you think it's going to make an awful lot of difference given that there weren't really any other measures in the budget, significant measures in the budget, to to increase housing supply? And isn't that one of the biggest problems for first-time buyers?
3: It certainly is, and um, there is a problem with, with supply which is pushing prices up naturally. I suppose what the government is trying to do with this scheme is trying to redress the balance that as house prices go up, uh, we are doing something to give you uh, a subsidy, a top-up, to, to account for that.
1: Yes. £3,000 £3, might not go quite as far as, uh, <laughs> as, as, as many would hope. Nicola, what do you think the, um, the overall effect of the help to Bicer is going to be?
2: Yeah, it's hard to um tell to be honest. Um it is interesting, you're allowed um uh a help to bice each, so if you're you can club together maybe with your mates. Um you can only buy a property up to four hundred and fifty thousand in London, although it's um and two fifty um outside of London, so I don't know how many mates you can get to club together with. Um But it's yeah, who knows what the impact will be. I think the intention is there, isn't it? But um it's also, you know, two hundred pounds a month. Um, it was going to take you quite a long time to get there as well, I think.
1: Yes, you can't you can't just put twelve thousand pounds in put... on day one and walk off with the three thousand pounds from Mister Osborne.
2: Exactly. I mean, it's kind of it is in line with a bit of the theme of the budget of trying to get people to save more and you know regular savings on a regular basis. Um, and they've made some changes to the wider ISA regime as well, making them a bit more flexible.
1: Jason, what do you make of the, of the help to buy, sir? Uh,
0: well, I think it's just a sideshow. I think at the end of the day, if they're really serious about helping people buy their first home, they would do something on supply, which means um, government-funded um, uh, housing stock, possibly by allowing local authorities to borrow to, to actually increase the supply and not be at the mercy of uh, developers. And I think that's the only way. Uh, three grand here or there is not going to help people buy the house of their dreams.
1: Well, that 's all we got uh, in the budget um, today. We will see how this plays out uh, in the ballot box in uh uh, in May, but uh, for now, thank you all very much. That's all we have time for in this uh, FT budget special podcast. But remember, there is more on all of these stories on our website at FT.com forward slash budget and in this weekend's FT money section. The FT money show podcast will be back next week as usual. But for now, it's goodbye from me and from my special budget day guests, Nicola Roberts of Deloitte, Nimesh Shah from Blick Rothenberg, and Jason Butler of Bloomsbury Wealth. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and
0: 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter.